Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is February 10th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I am uh, I'm doing great. It's 80 and sunny. Uh, oh, I was watching some Chicago news on my YouTube TV this morning. I saw it was uh, wind chills in the, down to the negative 30s this morning. Wait, uh, you, watch, you watch local news? You're living in Florida. You're going to bed at seven thirty. You watch local news. You like, like keep, the, you're like, like seventy five years old. I like to keep my thumb on the on the pul- you, uh, on the pulse of the city. You prefer to play with persimmons? Like you're right out of the nineteen seven eighties. Who watches local news anymore? Well, did I tell you that I uh, I left my golf clubs and uh, I went to concession and I left my golf clubs there. I drove. Three hours back, stuffed the grocery store on the way home, popped the trunk to put my groceries in, and realized my clubs were still at the golf course. It was an epic, epic failure. So you got to get actually, back there. Get them. I, I got this old set of clubs in the in the garage at the house that I was staying at. I went and hit golf balls with them. So how was it? It was fine. Okay, it was great. Good. Local asked, news consumer, Andy Johnson. What, I mean, what's wrong with watching the local news in the morning? I just don't think it offers that much value anymore. I'm making uh, like, coffee. I'm making a smoothie. I'm listening. They, I'm, I'm watching. They go and ask these, something. these jabokes, this Joe on the street, like, hey, what do you think of the lockdown rule? It's like the comments section of like articles. There's just not a lot of value in any of this anymore. The, the, like, oh, these are, this person was shot. It's all like bad stuff. What, just, everything, what I'm get hearing is on. you're a you're a news media snob. You know, I'm not a snob. I just can't consume the everyman content. Keep Watch yourself some... grounded. Watching local news on my YouTube TV. That's such a. It's like an oxymoron. All right. I, I don't um, watch it. My wife, to be honest, my wife puts it on. She likes the local yeah. news. My parents. Every time I'm home, my parents are watching. It's the only time I'm ever exposed to it anymore. Um, all right. Let's get to it. Well, uh, this is now Tuesday afternoon. Full disclosure, we're recording just PGA barely Champions- afternoon. Just just eight minutes just past noon. Yeah. So PGA Championship has or PGA of America has just announced that at the PGA Championship, the Stand Up Mixer Championship, KitchenAid, and the uh, Women's PGA, the Accounting KPMG, uh, uh, you know, Actuary. No, not Actuary. Uh, KPMG Accountant Championship. Uh, you could use distance measuring devices this year, starting this year. So in like, I don't know, a couple months, which one's the first one? I think it's the PGA at Kiowa. I think um, it might be the stand-up mixer might be first. It's in May. I think that's late May. But um, it, it is Kiowa first. Reactions to this. You know, we just signed, full disclosure, just signed a sponsorship deal with one of these companies, Precision Pro Flashback Friday. I you kind know? of, I was thinking that the governing bodies here heard us activate and now are seeking 
potential means for themselves to activate. Um, oh, I think this you is think another... that could be the direction yeah, we're going? Well, I, I've heard that the LPGA is planning to institute in 2022, and, and I imagine, like we see the PGA Tour do, you know, the active uh, PDF reader, uh, oh, the, official the official PDF reader document the company, PGA, the, yeah, PGA yeah. Tour, official rangefinder of so-and-so championship, official rangefinder of, and you give somebody a rangefinder and you go out, I just, I see the, the writing on the wall. There's, there's, uh, I'm sniffing out. I'm, this is where I'm Are you surprised from, sniffing by this? around. Are you, you surprised by this? I think rangefinders are wonderful devices. I, I, I played nine Spoken holes. Spoken like a the guy who now has an ad deal with. Well, I played nine I holes the other day. I'm usually fine with sprinkler heads. That's what I grew up doing with caddying, and yeah. there were no numbers on the sprinkler heads. It, it was... doesn't seem to be a thing anymore. A lot of a lot of the less sprinkler head. You know, the, the courses aren't paying for that to be done. I wonder or, if they're know. just getting in cahoots with with Precision oh, Pro true. and others. That's you know, true. maybe this was a bigger ploy on their part to you know necessitate the the rangefinder transition but i i generally don't have an issue with rangefinders i think obviously there are things in golf that remove the skill like but if you go out in a practice round 95 percent of the shots are going to be hit from places like the caddies all they do is rain shoot distances during practice rounds and the caddies right. hardest working guys out there on tour are usually out shooting stuff when they are playing practice rounds. Like those guys are out on the course from basically sun up to sundown doing all it. this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the one thing that I it kind of bugs me a little bit about it is the idea of, of when you hit it 60 yards offline, if you don't have a range finder, all of a sudden you have, I there's agree. some critical thinking and like yeah. actual math and, and skill in determining distance distance. Now, like, do I think that's something that the weekend, you know, golfer should have to deal with? No, like, and I think that, but I think in a major championship, that's something that, you know, like, perfect example, Spieth, when he hit it behind the equipment trailer at, at Brookdale, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. a range rider makes it easier on those, really easy on those instances to find the yardage. So, okay. So I don't know what I feel about this yet. I, I, it feels like this is a where I think this is where it should, there should be bifurcation. I'm, I'm for range finders in the recreational game. I'm all for that. I'm just not sure it should be a part of a pro event. I feel like PGA maybe is the laboratory for this, you know, um, and, and full biases, like uh, full this like if the players had announced this, I'm sure we would have pounced and said, "Oh, this is like an embarrassment." And all that, you know. Um, we could just start calling it the Precision Pro Championship. I don't know. I don't know. I maybe the PGA is the way to test this out to see what it means. You know, I, I, I'm all for so them I in the recreation game. I think you're going to be a key whether you know the wind is going to be a factor, anyways. You know how much are the you know what are you going to play? You got to play. And the wind is going to be a skill. Um, there may be a lot of those offline shots into the whatever scrub and all that stuff where you're eliminating that skill ability to ascertain about how far you need to hit it. Um, I don't agree with the pace of play thing. I, that's the talking point from the PGA. I think that's just cover for like, I, I, think I don't think college golf has college golf has proven that range finders do not an amateur yeah. golf, either one. Yeah. 
Rangefinders yeah. don't I, do I think anything that's a, to speed up the game. I think that's kind of embarrassing to cite, like, that's why you're doing it. Like, no, why don't you put in actual pace of play penalties and measurements and enforcement as opposed to, like, going, you know, reaching for new technologies? Like, I, that, that I don't accept. Uh, and I think it's actually... I think TK Kelly had a tweet about like, uh, I think it's just going to slow things down. They're going to shoot it. They'll look at the book. Then they'll shoot it again. You know, yeah, I don't think it's going to thing to look at. Then they'll walk off to the sprinkler had to double check it. And uh, I just, I, I'm not sure the pace of play thing is going to be a, a, I think that's just an easy cover and, and not a real justification for it. But I, I, I actually don't know. I don't know. I, I need to see it. I feel like, the PGA might be the appropriate laboratory for this and the stand-up mixer and the, the women's PGA. Uh, I don't have super strong feelings about it other than my initial leaning is it feels like this is where, you know, it should be bifurcated and then the recreational game and lower levels of well, lower tours been. or whatever. This is, yeah, we, always, right, right. we always beat on the game being bifurcated the wrong way, but rangefinders is actually one of the few ways that it's been bifurcated for the common golfer. Right. And, I don't know. I mean, like, is this another w- area where you could get chicanery? Could oh, you yeah, guy have totally. his have his slope on when you're supposed to have yeah. the slope off? And like, all like, who's checking that? Who's going to see that? I I don't know. That does seem like another area where you could kind of cut corners or, or get. I think it's self enforced. Well, we've seen how that's gone in the past. I I just not everybody's a, a sterling actor out there, so. I don't know. I don't have super strong reaction to this at the at a major championship yet. I think it's interesting to see before I decide. I, I guess I tend to lean towards probably being against it. Um, you have anything else? Any other reactions to it? I yeah. I, I just I don't know. I think with everything going on, it's just odd. It's just a weird time. And who was asking for this? Like that's I, the other thing. Like what, another, this came out of the nowhere. It's like. Yeah. There, there wasn't a like a large clamoring for rangefinders. <laughs> That's a good point. And I, again, I don't think the pace of play thing holds water at all. It, that seems to be the only thing they're going, they're, they're basing it off of. Everybody wants a ball that goes further and straighter, right? Yeah. You know, that's yeah. every golfer wants that. I don't think any pro golfer that has like a caddy worth of a lick was clamoring. Like, you know, I'm really, the only thing that's holding me back is not having a rangefinder. Right, right, right. So that'll be a new a new site. A, a new, now, you know, I will say man. that the recreational player can gain yeah. a lot from having a rangefinder because yeah, you don't have 20, 20 one, bucks one, of the, one of the just... 100 best caddies in the world on the back. Right, right. I, I kind of like having no idea sometimes when you're way offline. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, for, for, or the pros having to figure it out. So, all right. Uh, moving on, let's get to our schedule for the week. Light week, light week. All we got is Pebble Beach, AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Uh, that is at Pebble Beach and Spyglass Hill. Only two venues this year. No rotation, no, uh, Larry, the cable guy, no CEOs kind of getting involved. Um, so it's only on 36, all, uh, two venues, um, Pebble Beach, par 72, 7,000 yards, designed by Jack Neville and Douglas Grant. I'm just reading off the notes here. Is that accurate? It's I mean, there's a lot of hundred different ways. Yeah. Most recently, Jack Nicholas. Yep. The fifth hole. 
right? Spyglass Hill. Hill. There's some bunkers. There's just like you know the the bunker on was it 14 that sticks out like a sore thumb. It's just or no 15. What was the story about the fifth hole? I I heard at Pebble. We told it in the 2019 U.S. Open. Somebody like told them to build it a certain way. He <laughs> yeah. Said to hell get the no. lot size right. I, oh no! Uh, somebody somebody said it was too hard. USGA or something. asked them to it build harder. it. Yeah, USGA wanted to build this. He goes to hell with you. I'm building it the jack way, and it's now whatever. <laughs> Just anyways, it, hit a high That's an old story else. we told. 2019 US Open week. <laughs> I paid. It's true. Uh, Spyglass Hill, part 72, 7,041 yards, designed by Robert Trent Jones Sr. Purse, 7.8 million. Defending champ Nick Taylor. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't can think I, I've can ever I get seen out this. Of there? Can I get event of the week out of here? Hold on a sec. Defending, right. I've never seen this in the listing. Defending champion Nick Taylor, parentheses, I've never seen this in the prior weeks. Shot 19 under. <laughs> And sped away, <laughs> sped away from the pack to win by four shots. <laughs> Who's writing this? I wonder. I wonder what that's alluding to. Could that sped be alluding away from to the Mario Kart? Yeah, uh, clear. Skills? Clear. Do you think shotgun he got one? Got, writing these. He got a couple mushrooms and sped away from the pack. <laughs> so he got a star. Ah, uh, that's unbelievable. Sped away from the pack. All right. What's your event of the week? What do you want to get out of the way? We're, go- we're going with Pebble. You know why? This might what? be the only time in the history of the Pebble Beach Pro-Am going forward that the Saturday's telecast is at least watchable yeah. by, by golf fan yep. standards. So, yep. that, therefore, event of the week. Enjoy it. I, I, I'm actually pretty excited to see Pebble without all the nonsense. Like, Pebble's one yeah. of the best courses they visit every year. It's going to be refreshing to actually watch golf on Saturday and Sunday. Now, Alan Shipnuck had a tweet that they, he thought that they could actually set these up with some teeth because they don't have to, you know, cater to some of the 15 handicap amateurs and things like that. Put some pins in tough spots. And, and do you anticipate that at all? I mean, the, Maybe. Re- the reality Not is really. like, there aren't many. The greens are so small, Pebble. There aren't many spots for them to put greens and pins. Anyways. What about spyglass? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like with with Pebble too. The other thing is they usually do two days of pin positions because they play, you know, sure. three different courses. So now they have three right. days. It's like the set, the eighth hole at Pebble has one pin position. You yeah. know, like right. Um, right. So I think we'll see some. You know, maybe we'll see them let it get firm. I mean, it's been firm in the past too. I don't yeah. know how the weather's been out there. I didn't do any investigative reporting. Not a drought, maybe a drought. <laughs> I, don't, I think uh, it's been rainy um, okay. from, from what I've seen on and different, but yeah, it, it should be great. I, I wonder if the they Pebble do ball Beach in hand. Awesome. There's Pre-emptive? a chance of rain on Friday, chance of rain on Friday, ball in hand and sunshine on Thursday. Like we did well, for the weather- two venue tour. Weather's really unpredictable out there, so you might as well do it, right? <laughs> Just do it. My preemptive, preemptive preferred lies for 36 holes. I, I would anticipate that. Um, all right. Notables. Nick Taylor. Dustin Johnson. Jordan Spieth. Phil Mickelson. DJ Dustin Johnson's in- no longer. We'll get to that in a second. Ricky Fowler. Jason Day. Paul Casey. Will Zalatoris. Kemayu Johnson. Kevin Hall. Brian Gay, Rory Sabatini, <laughs> Davis Riley, Andy Ogletree, Peter Malnati, 
John Daly, KJ Choi, the oh hammer drill, Kenny Pigman, made notables. The Pigman, he's a fam- he's a past uh, shotgun start notable. We've talked about the Pigman many times. Bo Hostler, why is he in notables? Why is Bo and Kiradek Appy Barnrat? Wow. Kenny Pigman, I forgot about Kenny Pigman. I know, so did- that's something I wanted to talk about. Pigman. How did he get in the field? Oh, he's a PGA section. That's right. The Pigman. What is it? Is that? Is he among your three things to it's watch? Not, a, not on my three things to watch. I should. I should addend it. The Pigman for any Seinfeld fans out there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's a notable. I got uh, number go ahead. one of my three things to watch. The field. It is not a good field for Tough Pebble scene. Beach. Yeah. Really Without bad. you don't have the celebrities. I thought that might lead to a better field because they didn't have to go, you know, glad hand for three days. But it, it's actually like one of the worst fields I think Pebble's ever had. And I think it is the worst field they've ever had. The thing about it is, AT and T is the sponsor of the Byron Nelson and Pebble Beach, two events which were marquee events on on the PGA Tour. They are one of the biggest sponsors of the PGA Tour because they sponsor two events. And yes. the simple fact that the, the field has gotten terrible at the Pyron Nelson and the Pebble Beach field now is really kind of declining. Yep. I, don't th- I can't imagine that sits well with what, somebody that's forking over probably roughly about $25 million in sponsorships for the PGA yeah. Tour. And isn't there, like, Randall Stevenson, isn't he on some big, like, he's on some PGA Tour advisory board or something? It's, yeah, they they have some power, but there's other power players here. The, the MBS it has an effect here, Saudi royal family. Uh, the Genesis, uh, yes. elevated status, what is elevated, what's not. WGC. We got a WGC coming up behind that. Like, a lot of power players fighting for room. Uh, yeah, but it seems like some of the new money is out, you know, edging out some historic events. There are some events with at least some lineage. The Nelson was, a, you know, as soon as Byron, Lord Byron died, a lot of guys stopped going to that. And it's just, it's like you got to find room for, for all these. And it's got, this is like, who doesn't want to go spend a week in Monterey? Right. Like, that's the. Pebbles, Spyglass, you place. Yeah, I don't it's think just, that's their priority. That's the thing that's crazy is like if if you can't draw a good field to Pebble as a regular event, where can you draw a good field? Right. Well, I think this also gets a little bit to sort of the money of the game, the just the absolute flow of cash into the game at all weeks, at all points, and all parts of the globe. Peter Jacobson, Michael Lord tagged us in an anecdote. Uh, from Peter Jacobson today talking about how it was like the most important, you were talking about the glad handing thing. And Jacobson was like, this is like the most important week. This is like when you want to go and talk to these guys who could sponsor entire events. And you could spend three days shaking hands, building relationships with these CEOs who could sponsor events on your tour. That's not necessarily a pressing, maybe a pressing issue for these players. And, and that, cause they could make a bunch of money at, Saudi Arabia or a WGC or elevated status. It's just not, you know, Jacobson, I think, called it the most important thing we do is like wooing, uh, you know, Well, CEOs I think and this sponsors, is something but... that the LPGA under Mike Wan put such an emphasis on is like mm-hmm. 
the players being out there with yeah. in proams and being engaging with with potential partners and partners because that is the lifeblood and i think this is something that obviously is you just hit on like the tours lost a little sight on and especially the players i mean the players have become so so cocooned of like oh god this yeah. is i have to do this it's like you're getting paid billions of dollars everybody has right. shitty things in their job like yeah. you know there are numerous thursday nights where i'm like god i don't want to record this podcast because you know it's thursday don't night i'd that. rather start to drink some or like sundays <laughs> like you know like yeah. i want to do something oh, yeah. else. well i gotta watch golf like that's you know that's a requirement of my job like for these pga tour players these events are are part of their job you know whether they want to hear it or not they're independent contractors and maybe that's you know what, what they would draw a line in the sand but it it's not a good scene if if pebble beach can't draw a field it's a really bad scene some of the specifics of that field out this is this is like a what's the worst trade of all time what's like one of the paul gasol james laker it's a bad one. out dj in jonathan bird not good out matt kuchar in the dutch boy that's a good trade ricky barnes for matt kuchar i'll take that one um out nobody in Rod Pampling on a sponsor's exemption. Pamp free Pamps, free the Pamp Man. He's free. He's still getting he's getting iced from Bay Hill as a past champion, but he's in at uh he's in at Pebble. This is all via Rob Bolton. So those are some of the specifics. Uh, you know, DJ was a big blow to an already very weak field. Um, what are oh, the out. things though? Wyndham I... Clark and the Husky Boy both WD'd, and and Robert uh, Roberto Castro got in via that. So some of the other ones. It's just Luke List, Bassy Munoz in Sean Stephanie right off the the hunting trail in Iowa, and Zach Sucher, who I I didn't know he was still. Yeah, it, it's wow, a lot of lot of WDs, a lot of Zalatoris came in as a sponsors and then got off the sponsors. He made it on merit eventually. A ton of WDs in the last I don't know four or five days off an already like pretty weak field. So one of the the second thing I have to watch is. We've got, and this is a, you know, recurring thing that we talk about, but if you look at the names, if you just look at the names, like the field doesn't look that bad, but the right. names that you're looking at are Ricky Fowler, Jason Day, and Jordan Spieth, two of whom have been number one in the world. The other one was perennially in the top 10. And now our, you know, Jason Day, I think is the highest ranked of all of them at 48. So Phil. You got Phil there. I mean, he just sort of yeah. The... Never yeah, got to number not, one in the world, though. It's not ceremonial, I suppose, at this point. But you know, he, he does kind of preside over the the week. So um, it's like yeah. from a from a name brand recognition, it's not that bad. But if you look, if you drill into the world rankings, it's it's terrible. You know. Sure. I think Cantley's the favorite now, the betting favorite. So, uh, but we do have the Pigman, Kenny Pigman. What else do you have to watch? Well, the other thing, too, is, like, you want to talk about young stars. We have no Victor Hovland. We have no Matthew Wolf, both of whom won college in U.S. Hovland yeah. won the USAM there, and Wolf won a college event at Pebble. And I don't think you have Morikawa. So that's the other thing, is it? it's not a good look when the up-and-comers are not putting this into their calendar. Like, 
this is this is where you look at it and it's like okay we've still got we're still hanging on to some of the big names they might not be like but they they matter for the common fan like ricky fowler's still going to drive uh viewers that are you know, that don't know he's played like complete shit for two years um mm-hmm. but but then you don't have any of the young players going and playing it that are the promising next wave yeah it's it's whew. it's dicey i mean i you want guys yeah, to want to play Riviera Neiman, too. It's not yeah. In it. Yeah. So do you blame the Saudi Arabia thing for this? I saw Alan Shipnuck had a tweet about like the filthy Saudi lucre, the money kind of undercutting this. It does seem Ken Hideki Wynn had a tweet last week. Like I mean, the Saudi international really popped the, the Phoenix open with a sort of marquee celebrate celebratory week on the PGA tour schedule. Really took a bite out of that you think it's deliberate i don't think you know i think saudi arabia is part of the Middle East swing and the Middle East swing has always been this time of year but they really are taking a cut out of some primo events on the pga tour now that said like that event sucks like i set the field aside set aside all the moral ethical quandaries like if that's what the pgl is going to be i that that event has no juice. It's completely dead. There's no fans. Now the PGL might have a team aspect and all those, you know, it'll be a hundred instead of 130, there'll be 35, 40. Uh, like I know it'll be a different kind of event, but I don't find that to be a compelling alternative product setting aside all the other problems, you know, ethical problems you might have with it. I, I, I don't know. It just, I don't think that's as interesting an event at all compared to Phoenix or Pebble. But uh, there's all sorts of other things at play there. But do you mm-hmm. think Saudi that that's obviously taking a bite out of this, right? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's cr- transcontinental. Even though the man of morals, Paul Casey, managed to get over here, but you, I think DJ plays it just because Wayne Gretzky plays it. Yeah, it's an opportunity to play with his fiance how do you, is there a father-in-law when you're only engaged i don't think that's necessarily what the term is i was surprised and the, the official release from the pga tour cited saudi arabia in the in the statement from and i was from dj's agent but they're following a successful week in saudi arabia dustin has decided we'd best to enjoy a week at home for the genesis um so i, I was just curious that it existed and acknowledged even in a statement that was officially distributed by the PGA tour, but you know what the most uh, alarming thing is? Yeah. Sung Jay's not even playing. Interesting. It's when you know, you got a problem. That is alarming. All right. I have, I suspect this event will come roaring back in some form or fashion, right? There's just too many money, pow- high powered interests and history around it. There's no way this just becomes sort of a, I don't know, a lower level, lower tier event? Maybe I, it does. I don't know. I, from a field standpoint, it's a lower tier event, which is absolutely bananas. You know, it didn't yeah. always grab every uh, superstar because a lot of superstars, only Jason Day is the only one that likes playing with celebrities. Um, but, you know, I think from the standpoint, it's it's a lower tier event. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a worse field than last week. It's going to... Yeah. Riv is going to smoke it, you know, then WGC is going to be better than it. Like Honda, it's, it's going to be on par with Honda. Yeah. Yeah. 
What else? Uh, what else do you have to watch? Did we get through all three things? I don't know. Well, yeah, the Saturday telecast, Sans the Celebs, could could be some uh, a, a matter in which CBS shows us something this week. We'll see. But maybe we'll get Jim Nance pontificating. I would love to get Nance. Nance getting a little spicy on the take. This is a, a an event that's probably near and dear to his heart, living there and his history with it. Like maybe he'll start calling guys out for not coming or calling you know the event. Having a weak field, I would love to hear that from Nance. I I, I loved him in uh, San Diego, kind of getting mean, after his tentacket. This is the exact thing, like having fifty events or forty eight events on your calendar. This is what happens: is that there are unintended consequences, and I I guarantee the PGA Tour didn't continually sure. add events and you know keep adding events, thinking to themselves like, oh, we're gonna, this is going to kill Pebble. They never thought that in a, in a million years, but here we are. Right, right. Uh, all right, who's your one and done pick for this? Oh, God. So it's I, – I, I hate that I'm doing this. Yes, tell me. I'm taking Take speed. the pledge? <laughs> yes. I, yes. Uh, I can't believe He's I'm doing the... this to myself. <laughs> This is this is what kind of alerted me to the to the the big issues the first time around when I picked him for the 2018 Wyndham or something <laughs> that I I really realized how deep rooted his uh, his swing problems were because I was watching every shot on Shock Tracker and seeing 70 yard misses. But here we are. Um, he's played well here. He okay. You know, if he has a good week approaching the green, that's really a big thing here at Pebble, approach play. It favors, yep. it's a lot of uneven lies, the small targets, which Spieth has historically done very well, uh, i.e. Augusta. And before anybody says Augusta greens are huge, the targets are very small, the greens are big. Um, I was looking at Jason Day. He's got two missed cuts coming in. I was thinking even Zalatoris. I don't know. Cantlay could be a good pick, too. There's a lot of good picks out here. Hey, does Phoenix have big greens? I meant to bring that up last week. Looking at some of those, like, just big landing areas. I don't know. You might not know it offhand. You're just I don't know the exact size. I think they're yeah. pretty much normal. Okay. If, if, it's any, if it's TBC, I know it's pretty, pretty normal. <laughs> normal. I'd say it's just middle down of the, the road. Down the middle. All right. Uh, all right, you're going with Spieth. Fantastic. I am going with... I didn't do any research. I'll go with Matthew Neesmith. What? Good year, a good week last year. You could... I don't know if he's played this event before or not. I, I'm, I'm trending on form. I'm going you with could... Matthew Neesmith. There's so many guys you could take uh -huh. here with great history. I was going to take Peppy Peter, but I think I already took him, actually, which is sad. Could have taken Sabatini even. Sabatini would have been a good. He had a whole one the last U.S. Open, right? You see Tina popping off about Phoenix Open. Says Pop they're off. never going back. There's nobody there. The, the, the small little 2600 crowd it's rubbed the her the wrong golf. way. It's not She's the way golf come. is played in uh, Slovakia, Tina says. Far from, far from the streets of Bratislava. Never going back. All right. That's, that's it for a pebble. Let's do a quick uh, ad read. For BixbyCoffee.com slash oh. the shot, not slash, I don't know what it is. Shotgun Start Blend at BixbyCoffee.com. You no longer have to go to BixbyCoffee.com. The Westy Island Blend, which is the light roast. We need to clarify that. I don't know if we have. It's a That's Kona our light blend. roast. Kona and Costa Rica, I believe. That is a light roast. Westy Island. The normal Shotgun Start Blend is a dark roast. Those are also now available 
on the Fried Egg Pro Shop. The Shotgun Start uh, page on the Fried Egg you Pro Shop. You can buy it directly. You, you can't, can't subscribe. subscribe. <laughs> you can only buy One individual t- bags there. One-time purchase there. So, But if you'd like to subscribe, go to BixbyCoffee.com. We have Westy Island potential shirts coming out to uh, coincide with the release of the Westy Island blend. Great artwork again from Jason Page. Uh, but that's it. Subscribe. BixbyCoffee.com. It's a way to uh, support the podcast by hopefully getting a consumable good you use and enjoy. It's roasted fresh. It's shipped out like the next day. It's on your doorstep two or three days later. You don't have to worry about going to the store, risking you know putting a mask on to go in the grocery store to buy coffee that's been sitting on the shelf for six or eight months. Who knows? It's fresh roasted. Shows up at your door on the intervals you decide. It can be Let me tell you two something, bags. too. You know, if you're in a northern climate and you're dealing with real winter or fake winter, you know, yeah. let me tell you, I've been drinking the Westy blend down here and it transforms me even further to an island lifestyle. I know I'm on the peninsula, but, you know, it takes me to even more Caribbean locale. So you could even even in the coldest of cold, you can transform yourself for at least a moment to a beautiful island filled with wonderful weather and uh all right this is this is valued real estate while you're watching the local news you can sip on your westy island blend my buddy just texted me very excited as we're speaking about it westy island day today just got the notification it's out for delivery so that is humming off the assembly lines now uh again bixbycoffee.com please subscribe to the shotgun start blend or the westy island blend all right news hey I, i didn't tell you about this but I want to get your reaction since I think it's one of the only places I've seen him talk. Thomas Pagel, USGA. I'm only 10 minutes into your pod. Full disclosure, everybody. uh, Andy had Thomas Pagel, the USGA, on on his Fried Egg podcast. Anything that you, I guess, I don't want to give people the Cliff Note version so they don't listen to that, but any reactions you had in talking to him? Yeah, I um, I was. Don't tell us what he said. What was your reaction? Yeah. I was surprised at. Um, I was surprised at how forthcoming they were to discuss that it's not just a 1% problem, 0.1% problem, how this distance uh, impacts everyone from, you Courses. know, wow. yeah, from like golf rec- course to, to just the recreational golfer, how all the costs yeah. are passed on. And uh, I think that was the thing that was most impactful to me. Um, another thing he said, you know, without getting into too much of it, but he said, you know, I asked about, you know, potential and he goes, we're, we're absolutely stopping the cycle or something. I'm paraphrasing here, but uh-huh. there is there is something that's going to happen with regulation, whether or not it's what it is. We don't know. But they he was very forthcoming, saying there's a cycle of longer hitting distances that we need to stop and we have okay. to stop it. So yep. that was something that I, I took away. Okay. Interesting. Good, good. Go listen to that on the Friday feed. Um, other news. I, this isn't even news. I don't know why I put this. Spieth is now 69th in OWGR, one behind Willett. His master's odds I saw got cut down to 25 to 1. You were talking oh about God. how the everything portends well for the master. I think he was like 60 or 50 to 1 prior to Phoenix. Uh, any reaction to that? Is 69th no. 
The highest he gets, or are we going over under OWGR this year? Why Why are you doing this to me? What? This is your constant game, the Speeth OWGR watch. I think Does he pass well it? I think he might be a top 50 player again. Wow. There we go. I want to see more. I want, I, I just, the <laughs> well, driving, the simple fact that he, I just don't, I don't even know how it's physically possible to lead a tournament in strokes gained approach. You're hitting your iron so good that you, you lead a tournament strokes gained approach. How can you possibly be second to last and off the tee? How is that possible? That. How is it possible to hit one club so well and another club so poorly? is the thing that I'm really struggling with and why I kind of, I don't Could know be a if yips. there's, there's, there's a problem still. Could be a yips issue. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Other news, LPGA, uh, on the LPGA front, we'll do a, a round table of rapid fire of LPGA. Sophia Popov rule essentially is what, what we'll call it. If you win a major, I think you get a five-year exemption. You can accept it right away. I think once you, if you do accept it right away, you can play the next week, all that. Your points now count. I think that's what I read. The the major points and money earned count towards like the season-long race because obviously Popov didn't get into the CME thing, uh, CME Tour Championship as well. So seems like a sensible change, right? One year too late. There was no reason that this couldn't have been done mid-year. I understand, like, the the explanation of not making rash decisions. This was just a logical decision. It wasn't rash. It was logical then, and it's just as logical now. So I'm glad it happened, but it it was one year too late because it's probably not going to happen again for 20 years. A non-member winning a major. Yeah, yeah. and and this this extends to the Will Zalatoris thing we touched on at the end of the last show. Like these these rules are archaic. It's 2021. We, this is not like the old like manual money list and and like we have to wait till Golf Week sends out their magazine on Wednesday to get any updates on rankings and stuff. Like let's just update this stuff. Once you've earned enough FedEx Cup points, you're in, and you get to count them. Like it was so dumb a couple years ago when was it Wolf didn't get a play. Or no, Morikawa. I don't know. No, Hovland. That was, was idiotic. All right. Yeah, oh, yeah, all right. of them. Yeah. But this <laughs> the Zalatoris thing is right. kind of similar to the Popoff thing. He's a top fifty player in the world, and he's not a PGA Tour card holder. Like what? What's going on? We gotta have rules here. These organizations gotta but have rules, man. I we don't gotta, understand. Can't be lawless. The guy has so many top tens. Like what? Right. In the world, right. like, why don't you just change this? Is this is just going to start happening more and more often, and it looks stupid. Other LPGA news: the Founders Cup purse is doubled to three million. Cognizant, I don't know what that brand is. They make you more aware. I don't know what product they make. Cognizant is now the title sponsor of the Founders Cup, which is a good event, a great idea. I didn't realize they're moving it out of Arizona too. They're moving it to New Jersey somewhere. I, I forgot the course, but uh, uh, more of a fall date had always been, you know, around this time of year in Arizona, but uh, it's now the biggest purse on the LPGA outside of the five majors and the tour championship. Uh, 3 million though, like still doesn't seem like nearly enough, even though it is now doubled, but what does Cognizant make? Did you look that up? Can you I tell just, me what I they, who they are? Up. 
Or the insurance or something? Technology. Like AI. This is, I, this is about Cognizant from their page. Technology must not only support your business. It must advance it. Together, let's What does make it do? Your, what are they? Software? Together, let's make your products smarter. Your customer experience is more exceptional. Your people more productive. Your processes more profitable. And your systems more powerful. Let's advance every aspect of your business with digital. I still don't even know what, the, what they do. It's a bunch of Something digital. <laughs> Software. I shouldn't have to read that and they'll still not know. I still don't. All right. Do you think props they could to help? them. Do you think they could help the shotgun start? Probably. I'm sure. Should we reach we could out? use a lot of help in a lot of ways. We want yeah. to advance our business. Just advance. Generally advance it. I don't know how or where or what. But generally, we'd like to advance I'm interested things. in digital, too. <laughs> Just digital. Uh, but hey, big ups to them. Coming in, uh, double on the, the, uh, the purse. They're advancing it. They're, they're advancing it. Um, Do you think so there's a digital th- component to the purse that they've advanced, how they've advanced, <laughs> doubled it by something advanced? There's some sort of software payment service for it. I, I don't know. Uh, other last bit of LPGA news from Golf Week. I saw this. Annika Bethann Nichols, Annika Sorenstam is playing the, I think it's called the Gainbridge event at Lake Nona where she lives, um, which is cool. Great to have a legend playing, teaming it up, playing an actual event. I should note though, she just played as an effing celebrity. Yeah. In an LPGA event, you know, the Diamond Resorts two, three weeks ago. And now she's playing like, that doesn't compute. That doesn't make sense. You can't play as a celebrity, then play as an official pro. I don't know how that works, but it's awesome to see her back on tour playing. It'll be cool to see how she stacks up and all that. But uh, I I don't know. I don't know that she can get that celebrity. It, does, it is anymore. just weird that she was a celebrity when she's like, you know, the arguably the greatest yeah. women golfer of all time. Like, right. how is that right. a celebrity? Right. Did Jack ever play as a celebrity in anything? I don't think so. Like, no. it kind of seems I I would I wish somebody would have asked her like, why are you playing as a celebrity? Right. Like, does this feel right. weird playing as a celebrity? Like, right. it, it just right. doesn't make any sense to me why that right. happened. Right. And last bit of news, just because we were recording so fast after uh, Sunday's, uh, yeah, the, the final group hadn't even finished. I just wanted to highlight these Brooks Kepka quotes again. There was a period of maybe about for about two months where I just questioned whether I was going to be the same, whether I was going to be somewhat remotely the same golfer that I ever was. My knee, no matter how much work and pain I was doing with Derek, his trainer, it just felt like it wasn't progressing. And that's the frustrating part when you feel like it's not going anywhere. But we stuck with it. Those dark places, a lot of tears, questioning yourself and in dark places mentally. You've got to come out of that. I'll tell you what, it takes a lot of effort just to get out of those places. Uh, a lot of vulnerability there that I might not, you might not expect from someone like Brooks, usually being sort of the tough guy and, and or the uh, kind of monotonous, mundane guy. It's just a little interesting. We've heard plenty about his injury. I know that, but um, that's it. I think I, it, I, thought, I always think I it's good those. for superstars to deal with a little bit of uh, adversity. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I appreciate him speaking about it too. It's kind of good. We need more of that as well. All right. That's it. 
Any player reactions? Has Billy Horschel commented on DMDs yet at the PGA? We, we haven't heard. I mean, he's he's going to be the first one we go to. I, How about I, baseball? Are guys mad? Baseball. Deadening the ball. They're going to be deadening the baseball. Who's worried about the kids, you know, making the transition? It's going to kill Little League participation. R&D for Rawlings and Louisville Slugger or... They just, should just change the fields. Start playing more like you know, foul, of, random foul territory. And, yeah. Just put chunks in the middle of like left center, right. That's actually a foul. If you land in there, it's like a bunker or a dog leg. It's actually a foul ball. You hit it over the fence, the wrong place. Things like grow, that. You could grow the infield grass. Someone wrote, "Grow the vines on the wall." <laughs> just let it grow out. Uh, anyways, yeah, it's just, so, Hey, I'll say this. You talk about your, your pod with Pagel and stuff. Like, how did this happen? How did the, how did golf get to this point? All these other sports, we get feedback about swimming, uh, racing, car racing, baseball. How did this like uh, 2000, 2005, it just, they didn't think that this could become an issue. And I swear to God. It would not be an issue right now if it weren't for the invention of the internet, right? I mean, this yeah. is like, not that we like hold the USGA feet to the fire, but becoming sort of anti-rollback or thinking like having a web commentary is sort of a toxic, bad PR position to have. You look like adult. And I think that's all thanks to the internet, the opening up, the democratization that the internet has brought. Like, otherwise pre-Twitter, pre-internet, you're like relying on maybe a column buried somewhere in a magazine or a newspaper. And it's just, it's, it's not, not vocal. stupid podcast. Yeah. I, I, no, I mean, I, not our podcast, but certainly a fried egg and Twitter and people like Michael Clayton, like having a voice that's more visible. Like, I, I wonder where we'd be on this if there was no internet or no golf Twitter, would it just keep going or quietly that, you know, there might be some murmurs behind the scenes. It's kind of interesting that this, this topic is, and this sort of pushback would not exist if not for the internet, you'd have individual columns. Maybe you probably wouldn't count on anything on TV presenting a, a different viewpoint than, Oh, the ball goes so far. Everybody's happy. And this, that, and the other buy your new driver. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just something I was thinking about today. Anyways, um, Shackleford was the writing, bo- writing books about it. Right. The there was Shackleford. Right. He's been on this for 20 <laughs> I just, I see all these organizations looking at their sport and doing things for 10, 20 years as technology, you know, is great. It gets better. You, they're advancing it like cognizant, but I just wonder, like, what were we thinking? What were they doing 20 years ago, 15 years ago? Anyways, that's all. That's my little rant. I didn't expect to end it that way. Do you have anything else on baseball other than it's just, it's just, it adds to the pressure for golf to do something with all these yeah. other sports are very obviously and conspicuously doing that. Yeah. All right. Pagel talked about how other sports, they, they look at that stuff, you know? Okay. So go listen to that podcast. All right, everyone enjoy your Wednesdays. Enjoy your Friday juniors. We will be back with you on Friday to uh, react to some Pebble news, do a little bit of flashback Friday. Talk to you then.